I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. Myself and Gareth Buck are joined by Craig Clark and Gary Foster. And I want to start the show by inviting any of you to say something positive about yesterday's game. Give it gigs it to the end of the season. We do have to try and talk about this for 45 minutes. Any volunteers to go first? Craig, you, anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, well, <laughs> in fairness, well, if you want to start with a positive... Let's, let's, who stayed uh, till the end? I, I lasted till the end. Yeah, I didn't know. No, me neither. Um... I'm surprised that you actually got it. I'm surprised that you didn't got it half time. I think what I liked, what yeah, I liked I about it was, um, I think when Villa scored the third, a lot of people thought, right, I'm going to the bar, mm. and on the way down to the bar, they scored the fourth, mm. so they thought, right, let's make that the exit door, yeah, and yeah. like let's just like, mm. do a little slight detour away from the bar, out the exit. We saw lots of people try and get out at half time. Like I've never, I've never left a game. Um, <laughs> That's why I was surprised you did at half, like at half time. I've never left. Rarely leave early. Um, not even a couple of minutes. Um, in all the time I've been going, what, 20 years or whatever. Um, but yesterday it was just, you know, there was that, just the moment when, after that fourth one, you know, people can talk about, you know, you, there you support the team till the end and all this. But when, you know, ball breaks to Bakuna on the right after that fourth goal and he's standing on the ball practically and there's four or five Sunderland players literally walking, not not engaging in the game whatsoever... I'm not going to sit there and, and watch that, like unless I have to. Like I mean, <laughs> where you know I'm, I'm I shouldn't have to. Like I'm I'm not I'm, it's unacceptable. So big crowd know. there yesterday as well. It was just tickets the season. Yeah, up, up to a point, certain minute, and then it uh, <laughs> tailed off. But I think that's that, I guess Gary, it, it's easy for people to say, oh, you know, I would never leave a game early and stuff. But I guess that's the only power fans really have to to sort of to show that they aren't happy with the situation. Right, we'll go home and show them. Yeah, well, I've been every touch or something. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can underst- obviously understand people's frustrations and obviously tempers get the better at times, but I think leaving um, the game early is far, I don't know if positive is the right word, but far more positive, I guess, than throwing scarves and season tickets at people. I don't go in for that. You can have your say, you can have your shout, and you can walk out and let people know how you're feeling. I'm not sure what throwing a season ticket at somebody. Um, does but um, especially if you're like sweet. a you know middle-aged bloke if it's like a yeah, kid or yeah, whatever you can yeah. understand it but when there's yeah. like a 35 40 year old uh, bloke chucking yeah. a season I mean, ticket I, at him, I guess that's what know. the passion of football does to you but 
I think leaving it uh, before half time or leaving before the end would have been interesting. Far more dignified response. Would have been interesting to see what the crowd was the next home game, but wasn't a derby game. Mm. That's a good point. But yeah. Now obviously that's going to be full anyway. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, has it I, sold I, out? Is it? I think it's oh, not quite. It's, but it's only on, it's on, on the it's on purchase history only. I believe. I think so. so. Yeah. Well, I remember the. You don't have to go, mind. Well, 15. that's it. People yeah. could, but you've given the money. I think that's one of the things with football when. On a, on a wider scale, when people complain about some of the stuff in football, and people say, "Well, well, vote for, with your feet, don't go," but a lot of people do commit to a season-long sort of like you know, I'm going to go. I've got my season Season-long worth of struggles. So you paid your money, so not going. All right, it's not going to look great if there's empty seats all around the stadium, but the club's still got your money, so it doesn't really make any difference. Like, speaking about leaving early, my dad, he was gone before half time with my brother-in-law, and that's pretty unusual for my dad. And he was he was saying like I'm thinking of kind of, like he's trying to talk us all into renewing because we've all mm. been not think, thinking about sort of maybe giving it up a little bit and I suppose I was always going to and then he's like the one saying I'm, I want to cancel it like that like, the, I think the only other time I can remember him leaving that early was when we played in the Premier League under Reid the first season we went up I think we were playing Spurs at home and we conceded four against them at mm. home and he left about sixty minutes. And that was going through my head as we were losing, and I was thinking, and yet somehow that was Better. not even as bad yeah. as this. And then I was thinking about like stuff like the obvious examples, the, um, the, the Charlton game at home under uh, Wilkinson, or, mm. uh, or yeah, it was Wilkinson, wasn't it? Yeah. And and I didn't leave early for that one even, and that was worse yesterday in a way than that, because people always say this, and I always. I'm having. I usually have none of it. Like, oh, at least they tried in the 15 and 19 point seasons. But to be honest, that was actually worse. And that's twice this season. At least you can say they've just given Surrender, up because yeah. the Southampton one as they well. They couldn't kick off. They yeah, couldn't even yes, kick off. Right. They failed to kick off properly twice. First time led to the second goal. I mean, and then they kicked off again and gave the ball away from the kick off again. I mean, what like what is going on? I mean, it get it gets to the stage where. You know, like I've been a big supporter of Gus and what he's trying to do, but since January, everything, everyone's screaming for change. He's trying to change it, but he's changed it every week to try and do something different to try and make it work, and it's, it's not working. Isn't it now? And now it's just the baby's like not even three. Well, the baby's you know in the Atlantic, you know, <laughs> out with the bathwater. <laughs> Dear me, it's it's gone. Like there's no way, there's no way he can get back to. What he was trying to but do it's now. It's strange that he almost thinks that this is what the fans wanted as well, but I'm not sure that's entirely true, to be honest. Well, a lot yeah, of fans, well, no, a lot of fans, fans want to win. win. Fans want yeah. to win, so I think that. And we weren't far away from it, were we? Really? I, I didn't feel like we were before Hull. And then... well, people have got it in their heads about, you know, it's negative or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> you're setting up to try and win games the best you can with the players you've got. That's not necessarily negative. It might not be the most exciting or best football you'll ever see. But at the same time, there's a plan. What you saw yesterday, I mean, you can go back to Hull as well. I mean, God knows how we got out of Hull with a point. I mean, that. I mean, Hull was arguably worse. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Gary, what's worrying for me is, well, I was sitting at Hull and I, I thought, after 60 minutes, I thought, this is the worst 60 minutes I've seen from a Sunderland side in years. Now, the substitutions changed that game. We managed to nick a point, but this was even worse against Villa. So that's two games in a row now where you're looking at probably the worst performance you've seen in years and you can't draw positives from that really, can you? No, and I, I think the big thing for me was um, having been there yesterday and then having watched it again, 
afterwards. Why, why would game? you do that to yourself? Imagine you didn't go on in my house. Just because I knew I was because I knew I was coming on here today, I wanted to make sure I got a few points right. And there was one point where I think it was somebody was down injured, and. Poirier called about three or four different players towards him, and I'm watching it on the telly, and you can see him talking to them, and they're just putting their heads down and like sort of looking away and, and, and turning away, and you're thinking, really, like the way things are going, and your manager's telling you how he wants you to try and change it, and you're basically looking like you're just not interested, you don't dad, care. No. If somebody had offered them a chance to go off at half time four nil. Half of them wouldn't have come back out. I mean, Fletcher put a shift in. Or it wasn't great, but at least he was trying. At least he was trying. Others were just walking about with their heads down. Like, the amount of money they're on, and I know money doesn't come into it too much, but the amount of money they're on, the amount of people that turned yeah, out to see them yesterday. Can the manager rectify that, or is that a sign that maybe he's losing the dressing room's room gone, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not a sign. I mean, it's, it's, it's evidence to suggest it has. I mean, it's done, isn't it? But... I mean, the, bounce back, the bounce back from Southampton quite well, but it's it's, it's, it's an ask to the maker to do it twice in a season, isn't it? There's no, it doesn't. You've got to you've got to have a platform to bounce back on too. And there's nothing. There's nothing there. Nice easy game against Newcastle coming up. What do you mean? But there's just not. <laughs> there's nothing there. It's there's there's nothing. You, there's no pattern of play. There's no. It's just we bought like Defoe, right? And a few of us talked about it at the time and. To be fair, initially it looked as though Defoe might have had a positive in the sense that they were trying to, to, to almost brought Poyet on to try and he was trying to do some different things to try and accommodate him, which mean, meant it gave us options. But the problem is, none of those options really worked. He scored twice. Um, I mean, he's he's had a couple of good performances. He's not been brilliant. I don't want to like slate him, but you know, a few of us were accused of being negative in the in January for saying he probably wasn't the player that we needed because it completely deviated from the perceived plan. Yeah. And that's exactly where we are now. We signed one player in January, it was him, and he he looks completely ineffective in whatever system you play. And we and said at the time, didn't we, we're about to find out if Gus Poyet is a good coach here because he's having to move away from his default setting now. Yeah. Out, he's out of his comfort zone. And it's a little bit erratic at the minute. It's a, I've been seeing for weeks, I think it's a wrong time of season to start with your trial and error, isn't it? And uh, it doesn't look like we're going to stumble upon anything successful anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, look, Gus is the manager, the book stops with Gus, but if we're going to start pointing fingers, then there's other people need to, you know, yeah. strap a pair on and take their share of blame. There was 11 players out there yesterday, yeah. none of them did a shift. You've got to look at the f everybody harping on about the financial fair play rules, which has stopped them basically from having the massive overhaul of a squad that's battled relegation God knows how many times in the past few years, and it's still the same players pulling on a shirt, and yet we expect them to be a little mm. bit better, we expect them to be a little bit different, yeah. and it's still the same people that were fighting relegation last season. It's still the same people that were fighting relegation under mm. previous managers. It's still the same personnel, by and large, and yet we, we're expecting something yeah. different. It's, it's interesting as to where the blame lies, Craig, because the conversation we were having in the pub after the game was we weren't sure who to blame for. People say, are we blaming the manager? Are we blaming the players? Who? who? And we, and we Nobody could really put a case... Well, but you, either we, we're not, not sure who. who everyone, look, think, yeah, yeah, well, everybody's exactly. got to take their share. I mean, because you can't just blame the manager for, no, I mean, for players. Well, well, the effort, the, the, the effort the players were putting in. That best, isn't the manager's fault. Best will in the world. If, if you put, like, say, if just for example, if you had Jose Mourinho in the dugout yesterday, and he sends the players over the white line, 
there's no way Jose Mourinho can do anything about John O'Shea ducking a header or getting a header wrong and then just turn around going, not my problem anymore, you know, and leaving it at the goalkeeper who's like against Agbonlaho that all he's got's pace more than anything yeah. else. Do you know what I mean? And he, he's he just he washed his hands. Like Bonlaho doesn't do it every time. He always, he seems does, to, always seems to have a good game against Benteke as well. I mean, right. he got that hat trick down there the other year, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, when Tikanio was here. And well, he, that he, was, this you know, was arguably worse than that. Uh, yeah, yesterday. in many respects. I think we're the only, we seem to me to be the only team in the Premier League that doesn't have pace anywhere yeah, on the just field. Just the left back, but there's, he doesn't play left yeah, back. So. And he goes exactly. over that quick and then can't get back. Well, he doesn't mm. know where he's meant to be half the time. That's his problem. Um, it's not just getting up and down the line. I wish he was doing that. Mm. He. There's countless inside. times he's, he's chasing and harrying in the way Larson does, but he's a central midfielder. And it's like, no, you're meant to be at left-back. Why is Stephen Fletcher sitting in the left-back position covering you when we haven't got the ball? Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Fletcher, Fletcher, one point yesterday, made a tackle on the edge yeah. of his own box, and you're thinking, really? Why, why on earth is he anywhere near that? He shouldn't be anywhere near it at all. We've been having problems down that side for a while, haven't we? And... and, and to be fair, Part, partly Van Arnold's fault and his performance levels. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to totally, I'm not going to totally uh, stick up for Van Arnold because he had a stinker yesterday. He's had mm. a couple of stinkers, but he, he often gets left exposed as well. And he does. You, you looked at that yesterday and thought, well, Stephen Fletcher on the left forward position. And well, even even if it wasn't him, well, that's why it was he's the alternative. Wickham there, though, wasn't well, Wickham it? generally he's is a better fit, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, well, Alvarez was the other one. Yeah, he's playing a striker in a left wing position. Because he's not too sure about the full-back, so what does that say at the striker? And what does that say at the bloke who wants to play left wing? I mean, it just... Well, we haven't got anyone to play left wing. We haven't got a winger at the club. We haven't got one. I mean, Buckley's injured. <laughs> Johnson's away. The only one's Watmore, really, who bizarrely play it sort of talked up. And he doesn't even put throw one the kids in. But it's not even just about <laughs> know, throwing the kids in. It's At least he is a winger. So yeah. what have we not no, got I agree, like, and it, more than anything, it's no. the, un, the unknown quantity uh, exactly. as well, isn't it? The, 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 we, we, we saw that with James McLean, didn't we, a few years exactly. ago? Exactly, that he, was always coming to my yeah. mind. And he, 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 had, he only had a decent but... 12 months or whatever it was, but initially he had, a, he had an impact because it was a surprise well, element to with, it. With it? McLean, that was O'Neill. He obviously looked at the squad and thought, I want to play in a certain way. And this guy who's in the squad, he might not be the best, technically we've got, but he'll come in and he'll, he might be able to offer me something I need. Now, the problem is, like what you touched on earlier, Gareth, I'm not actually sure what Poyet wants to do at the moment. I don't know. At the Defoe signing to me, it's been the disaster it could have been. I know it's not over yet, but he can't accommodate him. Even if we got rid of Poyet, which we probably should, I think he's lost the dressing room or whatever, you bring someone else in. You look at Sherwood and you look at what he's got at Villa. He's put two wide men out there, Sinclair and Zogbia. He's got two... Good central midfielders. They're not like heavyweight. They're obviously quite small, but they're quick, nippy. They can pass it, and he's got a big forward and a strong forward, and a pacey forward. We've got not a single combination like that you could put out. The only one I can think of is Catamol and Rodwell in central midfield mm. would work as a two. The rest of it is a complete mess. It's impossible to really. Mm. I was thinking about this morning. The only thing I'd come up with was put maybe Van Arnholt on the left wing. And Buckley, if he's fit on the right, and I mean, Christ, if that's your wingers, go. If no. you want to play four four two, if you want to play to four, unless you go that's three at the back, it's got to be four four two. That that's what we've got because Alvarez, he's not the man you want in a relegation mm. well, battle. Shall you see from Gus first? Yeah, well, even Gus will... tomorrow morning. Yeah, need to perform. I'm a believer that is, uh, football is all about Saturday three o'clock. I say it all the time: when we win, when we lose, when we are good or bad. I'm not going to change now and. Uh, 
you can do things in a certain way, in the way you can train a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, indoors, outdoors. Uh, but the end of the day, it's about Saturday, three o'clock. You know, um, I'm responsible. I'm not going to change. I said a few weeks ago. I said last year, it's the way I am. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to hide. So um, it's no problems. I need to analyze the game. I prefer not to comment. You know, now because it's not the right time to comment in certain things. And uh, anything can happen anytime. I need just to concentrate on things that happen. Uh, why? Uh, who is ready? to fight, who is ready to you know, do things right and who is not and keep making decisions. And um, I thought the team started very well today, so now we don't have the excuse of QPR, uh, that we started very bad and that's what we lost. So what we lost today because we started very well. I mean, we can look for excuses. I'm not uh, performing 90 plus minutes, doing the right things, defending when you have to defend, passing the ball, plenty of things that we didn't do right. and. We are putting ourselves in a difficult situation with no sense because it's, it's not real sense and uh, it's the way it is. You cannot hide. It doesn't sound like Gus knows any more than we do as, as to what, what he can like do. When I listened to it, when he was saying, oh, I don't want to comment on the game and stuff like that, I was just thinking, oh, I don't know. I just, that, that's done. Like, it, you just feel that. I feel the same way as, as walking out of the game yesterday. At half time, which I've never never do, um, walking away, I felt the same after as when Bruce went. Yeah. The same as when De Canio went. Felt exactly the same. Um, it just feels inevitable and it's really sad because I like him. Yeah. I like what he wants to do. But it just there's no evidence of what he wants to do anymore because he's tried he's tried to change it to make it better and it's just got like worse beyond like you can't even imagine how bad it could be, and it, this is we're there again. I mean, how? Why is it always happen? Why is it always happen to us? Why? Why can't we just in, have a, you know, eighteen months of enjoyment for a change instead of having, you know, just lurching play, from disaster a, to disaster? Down to player recruitment, Craig. Partly at least. In the uh, last, uh, hasn't uh, been great in the last twelve months, has it? Last twelve months. <laughs> Stretch that a bit further yeah. back, yeah. can't you? I know, but I'm, I guess I'm just trying to relate it to this well, manager. What, specifically. What, what Gary was saying before. Well, is Gus in charge of player recruitment? Not particularly. So, if it's but the ones he's probably responsible for, Liam Bridcut, Will Buckley, not good enough really. No. Uh, the ones he's not responsible for, has he shown an ability to? What, what do I do with Jack Rodwell? Doesn't look like he knows. He was a slight bright light in a very dark day yesterday, but when he's running with the ball first half, who's offering him an angle? No, nobody. 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 So you think. Who have we let go? Players we wanted rid of. People like Craig Gardner. No one wanted him here. We've replaced him with worse. Yeah. Jordy Gomez has got no heart. Like at least Gardner would put a shift in for you. Someone like Phil Bardsley, who I used to think was we need to move away from players like that. At least you know he, he put a shift in, and and it's weird that we're going back to saying we need a player who will put a shift in because we haven't even got the bare minimum. And, and and that's what the approach he took before the whole game, wasn't it? I was saying mm. he, yeah. he, he put in. He says I'm picking players um, who are gonna who are gonna fight and scrap. And yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday actually, and I thought I probably wasn't critical enough of Gus after that because if that was McCarthy or somebody doing that, I would have I would have really went for him yeah. there. And, I mean, and this isn't any different, so I no. I, I don't feel like he can get off of it either. I mean, he, it's, it's a weird situation really because he had a bit of a pop, didn't he, at the fans sort of a while back saying he didn't understand what he was trying to sort of he didn't really understand what he was trying to do and fans wanted the Reid era back and 
They've just wanted a, like, 100 mile an hour and, and crunching tackles and all that. And it's fair enough. I, I, and I accept that some fans, I include myself among them, probably do need educating in different ways of football. I'll hold my hands up. But if it's not working, it's not working. And fans are going to go back to those days. Fans who weren't even born then still hark on back to 1973 because it's the last time the club won something. And it, and, and that that's what football fans well, are. They're going to look back at when things were brighter and when things were a bit better. You know, everybody forgets at how badly the Reid era went at the end of the Reid era and we just hark well, back to the good old days. And it, wasn't, it wasn't exactly... Uh... You know, helter skelter stuff at the start either. But it's, even I, I, I don't promoted. even look that far. But I look no. at just Bruce and Kane when they yeah, were winning some stuff. winnable home games. Yeah, we just won. And that was all right. And this is me sort of sticking up for Bruce because he was that was the right time for him to go because he'd, no, he'd, he'd he'd lost that. And he, when he when he when he sold Henderson at Mal Bronco and all that, and he replaced him with the players he did. He, similar to what we're seeing now, he'd I lost think, he'd lost his way, hadn't he? Well, well, that, that's rec- that is that where we are now. I think the recruitment thing is a, is a good that's point, and, and you go you go to January and. This was again probably talking about again, but that was the baffling thing is that there was this plan he wanted to do this. Now what you do is surely logically you look at what you've got, you look at what you're trying to build, and then you say, what do we need in here? We can't stretch teams. We've got no pace up front. We need to sign a forward, get a forward in, who's a bigger lad. He's quick. Get someone in like that who's going to stretch teams. If you're a bit deep, you've got somebody to get you out. You want to pass the ball in midfield. We've got nobody to pass it really well like we had Key last season. Somebody like that. So you're looking at, there's two players. You're struggling in defence as well. They probably need a centre-back. So there's three positions that you're looking to strengthen, really. Maybe a winger, right? There's you're four. In an <laughs> you do, so what you do is, no, let's not do any of the things uh, that are going to make what we want to do better and move it on. We'll sign somebody who's completely against everything and build a team around a 32-year-old striker who's been playing in America for a year. And it's a stopgap anyway because of his age. So I, mean, I don't want to like piling on Defoe, but like, well, it's, not it's not really fault, fair. It's not really his fault. But I mean, he was one yesterday, absolutely yesterday. disgraceful the way he was going on, yeah. shrugging his shoulders, waving his arms around. Come on, I want more. I want more from you. Guarantee goals. Where are these magical goals that you were going to score? This this whole director of football thing, which we've we've discussed, initially, obviously, a role is only as good as the man fulfilling it Mm. and also the structure in place around it. So when you hear director of football, you think, we'll keep talking about them, clubs like Swansea, Southampton, and stuff like that, where player recruitment, even Newcastle, player recruitment is above and beyond the head coach or manager, but you've got to get that player recruitment right. Now, if you want to go down the cost-cutting route... One of the things was, one of the problems has been that the player recruitment, whether it's a director of football or a manager, has been short-termist or poor. So Bruce, great example, gets a load of money from Henderson and other players, wastes it. But then O'Neill tried to go down the other route of, right, well, we've got this team here, so we'll bring in a couple of quality players, or what he thought were quality players, to build on it. Turned out the players that were around them weren't good enough. Here he goes. So then we get a director of football in with Di Canio, Bring in a raft of players who have all gone now, except what Manoni and Janet and Jackarini. I mean, Jackarini's barely featured, injured all the time, and even when he was, he's never really settled properly. And then now we've got a new director of football, and they've said they want young British-based hungry players. So we're saying a 32-year-old who's been playing in the MLS, or people like Jordi Gomez, who 
If he's Ricky your Alvarez. Uh, yeah, Ricky Alvarez. Who's responsible for that signing? It's almost Is that worth Congo? getting relegated so you don't have to pay seven and a half million quid for a yeah, minute. We need Jesus. to find out if that's true. Well, but th these are great examples. <laughs> but, but I bet in Milan they're just like, <laughs> they're, they're tenth yeah. in the league, but they're not bothered. They're just yeah. like, well, you know, at least we don't have to deal with that next season. But this is it. The, who's responsible? Like, someone like Virginie, right? I quite like him. I think he's okay. But at the same time, What's the point in him? Is he? Is he? <laughs> he's not going to offer you the pace, strength, power that we need at centre back. He's another slow, kind of sort of a ball playing. He was a squad player, ideally. If you're going to have him, wouldn't you? That's you've it. gone all the way to Argentina to find him. Mm. Is he really worth going all the way to Argentina to find? And the problems we had signing him, like the amount of time that was toiled over bringing him in, Quates. What was it gone about him? Exactly. What's the point in that? <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> well, Revier, who's, who's who's responsible for him? Say it's Congerton. Decent, you know. But come on, he's not finding. It's horrible trying to compare us to Newcastle, and I don't think they're you know some of the players they've got. It's more the price they're getting in the map than the player themselves that's been so remarkable. But obviously, a lot of that's gone wrong recently for them. But we've not even found one. We're overpay for young players, Wickham. Rodwell looks like we've overpaid for so far, or we get absolute bargain bin like one ninety nine DVDs that nobody would have wanted to buy. You know what I mean? Like the, the rubbish you get in Asda. Straight to DVD you, movies. You've never heard of it before. It's like <laughs> yeah. the fourth in the series of films that couldn't make. Michael Douglas's first film. Yeah, that that kind did. of trash. Yeah, <laughs> but that's your Patrick Van Arnholt at the minute. Anyway, he looks like that kind of or Gomez who was relegated with Wigan and he, I know he didn't play yesterday but you can see why that Wigan team used to get turned over and it's interesting that it's not really working for Martinez at Everton at the minute mm. as well who's got a similar philosophy and I said when Poyet came and don't get us wrong I've, I've backed him and I've said good things about him when he's been here and I'm really disappointed it's not working out but I thought when we got him football's moved on already from that Brendan Rodgers possession stuff because even Rodgers has moved away yeah, from it and I felt like it's gone. It's it, we've got this Dortmund intensity, Atletico Madrid. If you talk at the top, and it sort of trickles down. If you like, they're the models now. Well, not too much Dortmund this season. Well, that's it. But even that goes in yeah. cycles. So, but you look at the best teams like Liverpool when they're at the best. It's pace, intensity. Even Villa yesterday, quick passing, pace. We haven't got players who can do that. So even if you wanted to change it. We're struggling because, like you say, player recruitment. But ultimately, surely the buck stops at the very top. Who's employing these people? Why do we keep chopping and changing? If there's no consistency of model in recruitment and the way the club's structured, why would there be any structure when it comes to your manager and the team selection? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
It's a uh, mess. I, I mean, to, to, to the other side of the coin is for, for Congleton, I don't really know at all, but what's he been given to play with? Mm. Has he been given buttons to go out and sign whatever? Has he been told that this is what we want? Because... You know, everybody raved about him before he came. It was another one of these, oh, he's done such a good job here, and he's, oh, he's been there. Seems strange that overnight he's gone from being this guy who knew all about football to some bloke who hasn't got a clue. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go along with the fact he's saying he hasn't got a clue because I think, again, in the whole blame game, who, who do you blame? And it's this thing, it's like nobody really knows because it's like... You know, there's some sort of cancer going on there. Yeah, it's like it's everyone who everyone who gets in the club gets in, inflicted with this burden, this toxic. So if that's the stuff, case, right. and you're just thinking, why? What's happening? Like they almost needed an auditor to go in yeah, and go and, and look it at it and go, what on earth is going on here? Where, where are you going wrong? And it doesn't. I don't know if it's, you know, anything that's in in the hub of the club with regards to the to the youth setup, whether it's. A, People who've been around the club, you know, for for too long. Pe- people who've, you know, come to the club and don't understand what it is. People who, maybe, making football decisions or don't know a lot about football. You don't know because That's you don't. Concern, you don't know. It? You don't know what goes on. Who makes these choices and who makes these decisions? I mean, I know Ellis Short. People, you know, got the knives out for him, but. You know, and he, he's not a football person. If he's surrounding himself with the wrong people, that's that's a, a mistake. And if he's made bad managerial appointments, then that's his mistake, and he should carry the can for that. But nobody can, nobody. This is just some bloke who had no vested interest <laughs> in football. He's put, million he's put pounds millions of pounds in the club, and, and he's got nothing. He's got nothing back for it. And but like, this is the stats a, a wider thing. I think that's like the tragedy in a sense of modern football is that yeah, you have to almost be grateful to some bloke for pumping this this ridiculous amount of money yeah. into your football club. Who you're right, he's got no vested interest, and at any point he could walk away. But you know what? Would it be much worse than what it is now if it just had to start again? Well, a couple couple of tweets here sort of sum up that situation, and you wonder like where we are at the minute. I read a couple of them out. I favoured a couple of them. Michael Arkley says, we've been doing the same cycle for years. Gus was meant to be the one to fix this, just like O'Neill. No one questions the board. And then Gary Jerry saying, here to see it, but we need a short-term fix. So even if there's no one suitable right now, getting rid of Poyet is key. And that's where we are. Some people are looking further afield, looking at the well, board and thinking, do we need a change from the top? Well, Other people are pointing out that we saw, we've, we've witnessed these short-term fixes before, haven't we? And you look at Sherwood, a villain... Sometimes it does work, but it's just panicky again doing that, isn't it? Well, where where are we with it? Yeah, well, I mean, what's what's for the best? The I think, think in I think in terms of looking at the board, <laughs> I think you have to be very careful. I think you you have to take our red and white coloured uh, glasses off mm-hmm. and have a look. At the, yeah, we love the football club. Of course, we do. We've been going since God knows we're our world. It's our football club. It's our city. It's our team. Ellis Short. If Ellis, if they were to say like Ellis Short goes. Why on earth would anybody anywhere across the world, anywhere with millions of pounds, think? Tell you what, I'll go in. It hasn't worked for Ellis. He's put yeah. 130 million pound in, but I'll go into the northeast. And I'll put that money in, and I think I'll be all right because I know where I'm doing. And nobody's <laughs> buying Newcastle, and nobody's buying Villa. So exactly. it's not going it, to happen. Football, football needs a rethink. Uh, unfortunately, you can't be the one club that does it on its own. But look at Leeds, look at Portsmouth. Like the way these they just passed around like it this used to be like the centre of a community. It was it was more than just going to watch football. It's like it's a communal thing. Like that's why people go on master football. 
like Portsmouth. All right, I'm not saying I want Sunderland in League Two. Far from it. But at least it's a community-run, fan-owned football club. It's impossible, pretty much, to do that at Premier League level. But Christ. What is it? What are we going for anymore? Like when you go, you're watching complete garbage. A bunch of people who don't give a toss, run by someone who's not even from the country, not even interested in football, has no background in football. So what is it? It's just a shell with the name Sunderland FC that they market at you. Yeah, but then you go to the other side of the car. You go Crystal Palace, who by and large were, and they they're busy rubbing their hands well already. And our fans are saying pound signs about mm. who's going to come in because somebody's going to pay big bucks for them. So. Similar with Swansea, there's talk of um, American, but Swansea, right? That model with it again, similar. Hugh Jenkins running it. And, but there's a lot but of talks in they don't want it. But well, they don't. But if but this is the way. It's a business now. So if those shareholders who bought in when they were at the lowest ebb and have got them where they are go, I'll have a bit of that coin, why wouldn't you? So they sell up. doesn't matter what the fans want. These Americans or whoever they are get in, it changes. Well, what, you've got what, the biggest football club yeah. in the world are run by people who haven't got invested in, in football and mm. borrowed the money to buy the biggest football in the Club in the world, sold them with a load of debt. I, I mean, how much debt in Manchester United? And six hundred million million pounds or now something we're like that. we starting to get to the, the heart of the matter, I think, which is a lot of our frustrations are obviously born out. Like my dad rightly says, if we were winning games, you wouldn't be talking like this. And he's right because it does. You don't care also as much. It highlights it, doesn't? But it? you're right. We're not putting the money in anymore. He's getting. I think you're right. He's not. He hasn't got money to play with. So you've got to be fair to like congeting on that front. But other clubs haven't spent fortunes, but they've sold well. And reinvested properly. We've ran out of saleable assets. I was saying this last year before I thought we were going to go down. What's going to happen? We're not going to be able to bring the quality in. I mean, the biggest mistake, I think, looking at it, and I know it's easy with hindsight, but I was saying at the time we should have sold Wickham. Six million on the table for him. Get get him out. Two or three months of good didn't outweigh that. His attitude's rotten. Uh, yesterday. I mean, I didn't the see guy. Him, well, the, <laughs> Gone. Yeah, Horrible. Yesterday, the guy. He, he does all this help for heroes, big support the army. He's a big tough kid. He's a big tall lad. He does all. He's got this personal trainer, and he does his his abs look great and all this. <laughs> they're brilliant. He couldn't fight his way out of wet paper bag. Uh, yeah. Bottled about three or four yeah. different tattles yesterday afternoon. And you're thinking, strap a pair on, son, and, and get stuck in because he was actually <laughs> lifting his foot out the road and turning his back like. Kids used to do it at school, and you're like, well, he'll not make the school team. Because this is a bloke who's yeah. been paid thousands upon thousands of pounds who won't put himself in the light. Oh, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for the services and all that. Well, you show a bit of guts, then you you get stuck in instead of just lifting yourself out the way. You're a big, strong kid, and just it's embarrassing. I think that was it. That that's the thing about yesterday is that yeah, you, there is an undercurrent of anger, but that anger is over. It's overridden by. You know, you're sitting there, you're numb. You like, you're not yeah. even watching the game when the third one goes in. You, you're staring around. You're watching the, what, crowd. the crowd leaving. You're watching the players and their their body language, and you're embarrassed because you know that all these there'll be loads of national journalists and people like that who, you know, within the rights to say what they want, and they will say things about your your football club. It's like someone slagging off your girlfriend or your wife or something <laughs> yeah. like that. They'll be telling you. They're embarrassing. They are mm. garbage, and but you've got to sit and take it. And it's like I'm allowed to say that, and you're not, and that makes it worse as well. It's, it's really frustrating because they're right. 
And but you, the, you, you, you walk out of there and you're embarrassed and you're ashamed but more it's than angry. It's getting more and more like what we were just talking about before, that it doesn't even feel like my football club anymore. That I feel like I go... I, I, I forgot we were playing on Saturday for a couple, a couple of days last week. And it's like, you're just going along and what is it? That's, you're looking for a, you're looking for something, aren't you? You're looking for a spark. Actually, like what more someone like comes in, he might give you know do something, and then you think, oh, that was you know I went to the game and this happened and I had a great time, or you know that's what that's you live you and live it, for that for those moments in games. You you won't have seen it, but they had a sixteen year old on the bench yesterday. Oh, I, saw who came on. I, saw, I saw a picture. Oh, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even realise. Yeah, it's, 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 all right. It's the time to do it. They were four 0 up. Nothing to lose. Get the kid on. Give him. But the fact is, he was on the bench to yeah. go on. Before before the ball was kicked, before they knew they were going to tear us a new mm. one, he was on the bench. They were going to give the kid... The kid was there to get a chance. What did we have on the bench yesterday? After he'd done all the talking about it, <laughs> it might be right time to give these under-21s a go. Not a single Same one. old, wasn't it? Like, it's funny with Sherwood. I mean, I've been a massive critic of him. Mm. Um, you know, he's a man who sort of proudly proclaims that he's never read a book and stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't exactly come across as, like, you know, a great thinker of the game or anything, but sometimes you can overthink football, and he does seem, like, primarily just a motivator. But he did bring a few young players in at Spurs, and it seems like he's sort of willing to do it again there. And he's getting the he's getting the best out of people. I know it's early days. He's got, um, the, thing is, the thing he's got at Villa, though, he's got... He's got the pace. That's it. Like, imagine if well. he came. If he came to Sunderland, he wouldn't have it. He, wouldn't, he would struggle but, because but he couldn't. That's what. Because we keep yeah. coming back to this thing. Pace, right? Pace from day one of the Premier League. Pace has always been king. Even with your different models, your Rogers models or whoever. Kevin Garth, Campbell, right? people P- like that. Back it, in the day, Pace has always been king. Yeah, we haven't got any of it all the way yeah. throughout the team, and, and, and hardly any of it in the whole squad. It, so how does how does that come about? If if me. If us four guys here, who, all right, we watch a lot of football, but we're we're not football experts. I wouldn't say in terms of being in the game professionally. If we can see that every team needs pace, and that every you know, how can a guy that's played football at the level Poirier has? How can a bloke like Conger and who's supposedly know? How do they not know that? How do they not look around the squad and go? No PSA, what do we do well, now? That's what he said about he said in the week, Buckley's really important <laughs> yeah, because he's the right. only base he said he's the only one with pace who can get us up the pitch. And then suggested the same about Watmore, and that obviously Buckley's injured, but neither of them are involved. I mean they say the only one with pace is Van Anholt and he's he's what a left he's, he's a left back. He can't, play yeah, from from he can't impact the game with pace from left you can't run the game no. from left back. Yeah. I mean was, the only way for me now to accommodate Van Arnold is either you take a chance as Greg said as a winger or you play three centre halves and play yeah. with two wing backs. Well, look at That's the only way you can accommodate him, isn't it? That again. <laughs> but, but it is a one way to yeah. accommodate Van Arnold because if he does go missing in action like he does every game, <laughs> then you've got a spare centre but back. That's, to that's a him funny up, thing, isn't it? That's the only were, way to play him. People were raging about the fact he didn't start at Hull and he came on and created the goal. I know. And, and then everyone was saying, oh, well, Van Arnold. Yeah, and now he played yesterday and he's, the, you, you know. You can see why. He's, 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 good, yeah. he's good going forward. I think he's decent going forward. Yes, he's, well, got, he's got a trick playing, in him as well. If you're relying on him, with your aging two centre-offs, if you're relying on his pace to get you out of bother at the back, the fact that he goes walkabout, he, he, he creates more problems yeah. than he solves. Well, he's, he's gone backwards, though, because, let's be honest, he was very good for three or four months. Yes. And he got injured, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, and in and, and he's struggled. He's for, it's lack of lack of confidence in the team, lack of form. We've changed the system. He's been in and out of the team, and like I'm, I, I don't want to like Doesn't you know bomb him out too much well, because yeah, I think he's shown first, that he has something about him. Is it him. the first time that he's been in the thick of it in a struggling team? But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think it speaks volumes that we sort of turning the spotlight onto him when he's he's this is his first full season yeah, in, okay. in the Premier League. But and that's another problem, Steve. Well, There's no, too but, many of know, them in that saying, situation. No, that's what I'm saying. This, he should have been a sign who comes in and perhaps goes under the radar. I was prepared for him because I know you know he's quite erratic and I was prepared mm. for him to have the odd bad game mm. and stuff. But because the other players aren't doing anything, it's highlighting well, it more, isn't it? And we went out. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it shouldn't <laughs> be. He should be protected more than he is, I think, is what well, I'm getting at. You've got Liam Brickwood playing that role. I mean, you know... You might as well have had a piece of tracing paper there. He was that. In, he just offered zero protection. I, I do protection. feel a bit for him though, because well, this is he, my... gets, he gets all the like he's the no, I know, the being I know. Of, like and it, you know because when he's on the pitch, everyone gives him the ball. Everyone gives him the ball, and you know well, he's actually, not going to do. He, he, he does okay in games, but people seem to like vent at him like he's yeah. you know it's like all his fault. Going back to John O'Shea, oh like, yeah, do you know what I mean? He's played at the highest level, and, and yet. He was willing to just, he, all right, made a mistake for the flight of the ball, I accept that it happens. But then it just shrugged his, he, he more or less shrugged his shoulders and spread his arms and like sort of said, well, nothing to do with me anymore. Really, at, at that level, at the level you've played at, when would that ever been acceptable under Keane? When would that ever been acceptable under um, Alex Ferguson? I mean, he just, he, he wouldn't have had... Uh, no, God, Keane no would have lamped him if he'd done something like that. He might have made the mistake... But he'd have turned around and tried to get in. He mightn't have gotten back because he's he's not the quickest anymore. But the, but he would have tried. He he wouldn't have just shrugged his shoulders and turned. But he was allowed yesterday, or for whatever he, he thought was okay, to just shrug his shoulders and say, "Not my problem anymore. You deal with it." Well, but how, how many players? Who was lead, well, what was that third Agbonlo goal was just mm. hilarious. It was like ludicrous, wasn't it? He just walked through and pa like passed it into the corner on it with his left foot. It but, was it was. Just surreal. Well, coming back to the brick cut thing, it wasn't so much him I was getting at. It's more what you were saying about Van Arnholt, first full season, Bridcut, kind of first full season. Who else you got? Wickham, he's been around, but he's never played a full season no. of top flight football, first full season. Then you've got these aging players who even even someone like Pantillamon's really in and out of his former club. But then you've got like Brown and O'Shea who are kind of coming to the end of their careers. Revier, first full season in the Premier League, but coming to the end of his career. The only ones you've got with a wealth of Premier League experience are sort of Larson, Catamull when he's available. Fletcher, who's been Fletcher, in a relegation battle every season. Every he's club been he's been at. Obviously, Johnson will not go into. But then the other players, like you're bringing in Alvarez. Don't even know if he was any good in Italy. Certainly, he's not very good in this country. Jack Arini. He's not been able to string enough games together. Now he's injured. Gomez has played a lot of Premier League football in relegation battles. You go through that team. Where's the character? Where's the spine? The backbone? Where's the winners? You've got a, it's almost almost like a donut effect. Some youngsters, some older players, and then a bit of a soft soft centre with very little spine to it. it but this has been coming for years. This feels worse than last season. We've not been in the bottom three, but once we're in it, we'll not get back out of it. It's like it's going to be like quicksand. If so Gus yeah, isn't, so I don't think Gus so will be gone. Sleepwalking a relegation under O'Neill. This was saying yesterday. This is like you know skydiving without a parachute towards relegation. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, like happened. It's just been gone. It's just <laughs> like that. And I don't know what how it's, this it, has it, happened. It's a me. I mean, I tell its own story that that side hasn't been in the bottom three all season because it's. 
But Burnley's win yesterday, uh, on Saturday, whenever this is going out, you know. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? That's the killer. Yeah. It, that's like... <laughs> because people were clinging on to the whole, there's three clubs worse than us thing, yeah. weren't they? And certainly in the case of Four points in QBR and Leicester, QBR and Leicester, you would think so. But Leicester's got to come up here. So that's three points for them straight away, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, that's the kind of game they'll win, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Palace, yeah. Palace will beat us. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely no doubt. Did anybody... Uh, I did, I've got to admit, I did, but did anybody else sort of... Get up this morning and turn the telly on and look at the papers to see if he was still there. Because I, 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 I genuinely did. I, I genuinely thought put starts. the telly on this morning and thought he might be gone. Well, you know? I was thinking usually the Sundays the headlines start coming out about ten to twelve, yeah. don't they? Like with Twitter now, yeah. that's when it started circulating. I didn't stay up. Um, I was watching the telly, went to bed or whatever. But I did contemplate thinking I might stay up see to what see happens. to see what happens. But I mean, on the subject of him, I mean. It's un- It's not. Don't really like to talk about. Are you on the gus bus still, Gareth? I'm, I don't know. I am no, unfortunately. Which have you got off? I have. I've rang, rang the bell. The bell. Well, well, end, end, couple, end of I, the line, I, I think I, as well. well I asked some of our listeners there. Uh, listeners there uh, on on Twitter uh, if people were still on the gus bus. Uh, <laughs> a couple of decent answers actually. Um, Daniel Shellard says, "I've pinged the bell and put the Kindle in my rucksack." <laughs> Chris Dixon says, "Like the 18 bus, Grindin Circle, the Gus bus is getting nowhere fast, so I've got off." That's relevant <laughs> to me because I used to get that bus, and he just go all the way around the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the best one from Dino Endo, who's, who's a regular listener, saying, "I'm staying on the bus, but I'm going to have a slash on the back seat." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Didn't see a slash, but, no, but, but no, uh, yeah. it's. Um, I've made that more radio friendly. <laughs> I think it's like. You know, there's a few people who've been, you know, didn't want to report it for a while. That's fine, you know. It, but it, I just think like it's not even it's not about being right or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say. It's about it's about the situation and you know the the logic. It, I think January will be the month. It, it was important. That, it was important that people give Poet a chance to get this yeah. right because you can't complain and say we want to mm. play two strikers, we want to play this style of football, and then when he starts to do it or try it. You can't then, you know, you've got to expect some sort of um, inconsistency, haven't yeah. you? The question is, is how far does it go before you say, okay, enough's enough? I, just don't think I guess you, that's you, where just we don't are. I don't think you play too up front with, with uh, this, this squad. I just don't you think can't play anything with this squad. You'd have to, you, all you have to do is you have to play four, like almost like a 4 5 1. But the thing is, yes, that you're going to get stay right, in the game. He'd gone with whatever plan he went with. And like, we're 4 0 down, and nothing's changed. Like, if I can say it's not good enough, he can say it's not good enough. So I don't know what I mean. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what I don't know what he could do with the resources he had available to him. But I mean, that's down to him and yeah. others, anyways. It's but a collective. Like, it's a collective disaster. It's a collective been, been going on for ages. And, uh, like, it's yes, ages. Like, sorry, yeah. the week, at the weekend, it was noticeable. Obviously, how many people left before half time. But I was still with my mate at the match like a couple of weeks ago, and it, 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 like before half time, he went, "Oh, I'm going for a pee." And he didn't come back. <laughs> so after the game, I said, I thought you were only going for a pee. went, I did, in the victory club, because uh, it was that bad. I got out of the bottom of the stairs. Somebody opened the door, and I thought, yeah, right. And, and he just continued on walking. And that was like, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was before it was that bad as it was yesterday. So you can imagine how long he stayed yesterday. <laughs> there's just been Ten minutes. too much over the, there's been too much over the last three months with, you know, you look at the first half performances in games against Liverpool, Queen's Park Rangers, you look at the whole game. Um, Bradford, I mean, Bradford, Bradford game. game. I mean, that, that makes me think. Coming, coming up West Ham on the weekend, 
we still have a problem dealing with teams that are like a bit of a battle. We're going to get absolutely tonked on the weekend. Mm. We're going to get bad. Lots to look forward to then. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in <laughs> on Thursday <laughs> where we'll, uh, yeah, we'll preview the hammering at West Ham. I um, think it, it, when you look at the, the the manager thing, though, I mean, you shouldn't talk about him like he's gone, but then it's always the it's the options. You know, I saw a few people saying, oh, what about Loudrup? It's like, well, Loudrup would have exactly the same problem because he'd want yeah. to play a style of football that the players couldn't play. So the kind of manager you're looking at is more the, the pewless end of the market, that type so of you're manager. So you probably Paul Lambert who's re- like recently become available and uh, people wouldn't be happy with that to be fair to Lambert you know it's uh, it, it, at Norwich he played quite nice football under him it was uh, like cut like thrust and that mm. but no one would be happy if he was appointed I don't, I don't, so, know, how, I don't know how long we've got left but if anybody much mentions the W word I'm going to have to leave here early I don't know what that is I know Warnock Oh, oh God, God, I never even no, no, thought no, 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 I don't think it should be, you know, it's it's not really fair to get him in as a caretaker. I don't think they turn. I don't think they turn. I'd be very surprised mm. if they turn to Bali again. I yeah. don't. I think without wanting to um, put words into people's mouths, he seems to have been. Conklin has his coaching badges, and he was a former player. <laughs> you wouldn't he, be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he just says, "I'll do it." Keane in the season. What, what if Roy Keane came back? What would you think? See. see <laughs> Like genuinely, seriously, yesterday, yesterday yes. I thought about it and thought I'd love it. Genuinely, it, I, 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 I didn't know, think it would be even though got, it ended badly. I know it ended badly. It and I, know, I, I know he got so many things wrong, and I know there's still question marks over his personality and his style and that. But I loved when he was at my football Same. club. I've got yeah. to be honest, I loved it when That's he was at the last time there was a real club. connection. And, to an extent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We were, we for whatever reason, for good reason or bad, for whatever came out of Roy's mouth. We were seen all over the world yeah. because Roy Keane was talking about Southern football. Well, Clearly, like to, that's yeah. the genuine impact I mean, that he has. To be fair to Roy, he, won, he, he generally won the winnable home games, he and did. that's all you want as a fan. And also, you know, something that was instilled in him by his Man United playing career was was how the sides went until the very last minute. And we scored a lot of late yeah. goals that kept us up that first season. And of course, you don't think that now, do you? You don't. And filled, do you know what you else know, we he had? filled the team with the wrong characters, didn't he? In, in that, that's yes. the thing that paid the price. Yeah. But but you know what we did have? Pace. You're going back uh, yeah. again. Yeah. We did have pace. You know, even Carlos Edwards mm. was before he got the bad injuries. He was quick. Um, you know, even Campbell, Ross Wallace was quick. Um, Fraser Campbell was quick. Um, Richardson was had a bit of pace. Yes, yeah. he did. At the time, Richardson he did, yeah. really quick. Yeah. The, well, if we're honest, right? Kevin Jones was quick. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I think you'll still be here to the end of the season. I, I've well. got I, think, they, I, think, yeah. I think the club are going to um, try and certainly see. I just get this. Well, I, get this I, I get a feeling that they'll be thinking about how what they're going to do. I mean, I can't. The likelihood is we're going to get beat at the weekend, and if we get beat off Newcastle, there's a chance I'll we're probably in the bottom three. Then we'll then we've the got six three, games yeah. to get out of it. But the lot, the logic says to me. That if they're going to do something, it'll be now because it's two games of the derby. We've got an international break coming up. 
So if you get rid of some, if you get rid of him now and do and change it, they've got he's got one game and he's got two weeks to do something before do, the derby. Do you not just feel, you you feel like you're waiting for? It. I feel like I'm waiting for it to happen now. Yeah. Like, like Craig sort of predicted. That's what I mean. Excuse the pun, but we're going to get hammered at, at West Ham, and if that's the case, <laughs> then it's like, oh, does he go this week? And then if he loses the derby, is it does he go this week? You feel like you're just, just yeah, waiting, I, I just like biding time, waiting for it to happen. Yeah. I hadn't realised we're so close to the end of the season, and I think that's telling. Yeah. I think the fact that he the hasn't Burnley gone now well. is very telling. The, but the, the, the Burnley, Burnley, the Burnley result, yeah. the result yesterday, the manner of the defeat, the fact that we again we came to a, a little section of games where we're like we've got West Brom, Hull, Man United, and Villa, or sorry, West Brom, Man United, Hull, Villa. You're looking for really you're looking for six or seven points in those games if you want to turn your season around, and they've got through that little spell and they've got two points. It's like it's not acceptable, and there's been a few of those where we've gone well. We've got this game and this game is a chance to build, and we come out with either nothing or one point. I feel it's like happened he's, again. Yeah, he's he's he's, just, he's deconstructed the build and never mind yeah. started building it yet. But there's I'd, if he got rid of him, who is there to come in? That's another problem, mm. maybe for another day. People dismiss that, but it's relevant, isn't it? It is. I right. mean, there's, there's no, it, very it few options yeah. out there. Well, which okay, is not doing it. <laughs> right, we'll Can be we to get Warnick. through 50-odd minutes on that, actually, which is quite surprising. Bring we could have went on, but we've got to get to the studio as well. So, sorry, we can't end like that. No, we can't end like that. Pardew if you want. Well, we all took the mic about when when they got Pardew, right, and thought Bruce was better. Pardew's a better manager than Bruce, I think. Or he's on a similar level, but he's, Pardew has proven over years that he's a better manager than Gus Poyet. Mm. It's just, whether you like it, whether we like it or not, it proves in the pudding. Unfortunately, that's... Oh, a, and on that note... Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the note we're going out on. Get Allardyce in okay. in the summer. We'll never know, anyway. We might turn up and win at West Ham and everything's all rosy again. No, I wouldn't. Come along Thursday and... Listen, then we well, don't all, come along. Then we no, all won't. Don't actually come along, yeah. <laughs> they won't let you in if you come along. 800 people. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, smashing the Gus bus up. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks for listening. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.